Welcome in, Dice Elite Talk Podcast. What the fuck is that, Evan? Sorry, that was a start over. That's Lee in the bathroom next door, turning on the sink. Hey, wait! Hold on a second. All right, we're good now. <laughs> Welcome in, Dynasty League Talk Podcast. This is episode number 17. I'm here with my man, Evan. Evan, how are you? I'm pretty good, guys. How are you doing? Doing pretty well. Today we're reviewing uh, the champions. Last but not least, the roster here. Uh, it is the Racing Sausages. I believe mm. he just changed his name to that. I'm not familiar with that reference, though. Are you? I think, judging by his picture, I think uh, somewhere on some baseball team, they have sausages that race during the game, and you could pick one, and they win or something like that. Um, okay. That's cool. about it. And then, like, yeah. So. All right. So, baseball reference on a football dynasty I th- team. I think I, I I could be wrong, and you know, like you know, make fun of me if I'm wrong there, but like you know, whatever. So I, I am. I don't sure really care Hob- because it's, it's baseball, so I don't give a fuck. So I'm sure Hoberman will fill us in on the true meaning. Oh, I'm, so. I'm sure. I'm sure. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm not sure Robert actually listens to this, so we can pretty much talk about him as much as we'd like. Um, okay. And he's not going to correct us, so. Yeah. Well, let's dive right in here. We'll start with his QB position. Yeah. Pretty good QB roster. He has three viable ones right now. We have Russell Wilson, Ryan Tannehill, and the handsome Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes, the, the porn star fucker himself, uh, Jimmy right. Garoppolo. And you can tell why he won last year. I mean, look at the production from Russell Wilson and Ryan Tannehill. Russell Wilson, 372 fantasy points. Ryan Tannehill, 350 fantasy points. This man stole... Seven touchdowns from Derrick Henry last year. Okay, <laughs> seven touchdowns he stole from Derrick Henry. Let me just run you through the years before. Two, one, 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 nothing, four, seven touchdowns. Like, okay, it's just, it's just absurd. And he also passed for 3,800 yards for 33 touchdowns, 33 touchdowns, more passing touchdowns than he's ever thrown before before, while only throwing center, seven interceptions. Guy had an amazing fantasy year career year and just want to put that out there if you, did, if you didn't notice when derrick henry's not on the field that offense don't work so ryan Tannehill derrick henry combo is deadly they know what they're doing on offense in the red zone yeah i think he was probably the quietest like qb7 we've ever seen um obviously a huge uptick from last year but even last year i mean he probably i think he sustain that production he had from week seven to 17 when he took over the starting role um he just he just did it for an entire season but yeah, yeah i mean i was when i was reviewing this team i was kind of shocked to see as well that he was qb7 you don't necessarily think of him as a top 10 but i think he probably should he's only i mean he's 32 right now he'll be 33 this season i guess he's a little older than i realized as well but qbs nowadays play their 40s and i don't see why ryan Tannehill couldn't at this at this stage in his career yeah, I mean, the one drawback to him, he did have that knee injury. and But today the ACL is not like it used to be. And he only had two, he had 266 rushing yards, which is about, I would say, average or a little bit above average for him in his usual totals. Um, but he's the type of guy that could run for more when necessary, but they have Derrick Henry for that. So I think that's why it's a little low. But, I mean, running for seven touchdowns, just when they're on the goal line, and he faked to Derrick Henry, and this guy just goes the other way and runs it in. I mean, he did it seven times last year. I mean, I, I don't see any reason why he couldn't get 
five, six, seven more next year. I mean, yeah, I think he's always been a little deceivingly athletic um, since he came in as a rookie. So, yep. I don't think we need to talk about too much more about the QBs. We can hit on Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I think Jimmy G, no matter where he is next year, is going to be at least starting probably one year. Yeah, you know, he's going to be starting. Trade he's going to be starting for the 49ers, and then Trey Lance is going to take a year or longer to develop. And then Russell Wilson speaks for himself. Um, and he kind of fell off towards the end of the year, but he put, still put up 372 uh, fantasy points, you know, pretty damn good. Uh, so he, I think he's going to even do even better next year. Yeah, and in QB2, you're pretty happy with Russell Wilson. So, yep. yeah, I don't think we need to talk about that too much. Uh, probably one of the overall better QB groups in the league. You know, he did win championships. So you'd expect that. Yep. M- moving on to the running back position here. Honestly, a lot worse than I remembered. So he really only has a few names we can really talk about. I guess we should list Miles Gaskin as being a winner after the draft. Kareem Hunt, Philip Lindsay, Sony Michelle, and David Montgomery. Not a ton of talent there. Um, obviously, Kareem Hunt was great last year and should sustain probably high-end wire running back two numbers, I would think. Um, and then David Montgomery is probably the the most deceiving guy. He put up uh, 230 fantasy points last year, I believe. So right, and uh, he was a, uh, I mean, he was a vol- he was a volume guy last year. I mean, David Montgomery, uh, he's a decent talent but he's just not that impressive athletically and like the only reason why he got that volume is because Tariq Cohen went down last year I mean they were using do you know where he finished last year off the top of your head um he said scored 237 fantasy points which is is pretty good because he had that run towards the second half of the season where he kind of like went off against really soft teams I mean he was one of like the easiest running running back schedules there was like on the second half but I want to say like probably he's probably like seven or six or something like that he finished as running back four last year, which is pretty insane. Okay. Yeah. Now that being said, there was a huge, there was almost 85 fantasy point difference between Dalvin Cook and David Montgomery. So big tier drop off there yeah. between one, one, two, and three in him. And then obviously other guys didn't play like uh, Barkley and CMC. And, um, and then you have to think a bunch of guys next year are probably going to take step forwards. Like Jonathan Taylor just trailed him by three points and only played, you know, it seemed like half the games. <laughs> Yeah, but, but either way, regardless, he put up running back one numbers, which I think was pretty surprising. Yeah, um, and, and it was also in part because you know Terry Hill missed the like you know most of the season. I mean, he he soaked up all that opportunity. Corderell Patterson got some carries then, but he wasn't really a big guy in the backfield, and they had they didn't really, just didn't really have anybody else on the roster. And he was another like I mean result of also like with uh, James Robinson. It's like who's going to run the ball. Who's going to catch the ball when you, especially when you have quarterbacks who don't throw the ball down the field, a la Mitchell Trubisky. So, I mean, he had, a, he had 42 receptions last year as well for 486 yards. So he was like a multi-purpose back. So he's going to step in as a starter role and he's going to given, be given that third down uh, three down opportunity. Um, but like I said, like, I mean, I like Joe Mixon way more than this guy. I mean, I think he's, I think he's, I think he was a, a product of opportunity and, I think he's a solid guy to have as an RB two for the time being, but you definitely want to upgrade in the position eventually. Yeah, I think he is a volume guy, but I think the the fact of the matter is is he's going to get the same volume next year, at least next year, because they didn't add anyone else. So, as well, much they, as they drafted one running back in the sixth, um, uh, Khalil Herbert, 
but uh okay. no, the, no, yeah and, and 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 you know and uh Tariq Cohen will come back but yeah nothing no, but it's also the Bears offense but they got Justin Fields now who knows what's gonna happen yeah so. I, I think he's gonna be a fine running back next year whether we like him as a talent or not so I think yeah. you know at least his two starting he's locked in not a ton of depth behind there um maybe Miles Gaskin runs away with that that role again it didn't seem like um I can't remember did the Miami draft anyone worth noting uh, at the at the uh, running back position, yeah. Um, not that I remember. I mean, no, I don't think so. I don't really remember either. So, so yeah, it looks like he'll be a viable uh, third kind of string running back for the champs team here. Uh, moving on to the wide receiver position, obviously his second strongest position here. Uh, Devontae Adams, wide receiver one in the league. Mike Evans, uh, DeAndre Hopkins. And then he just lost. Well, I guess AJ Green's still in it. I forgot he's with Arizona now, but probably don't want to play him. Yeah, he's probably the only other wide receiver. Not the AJ Green that we that we all yeah. used to know. That's for sure. The only other wide receiver probably worth mentioning is Curtis Samuel. Um, I have a pretty good role there in Washington. Yeah, solid player for sure. Yeah, he had a great year last year for with 851 receiving yards on. 77 reception. That's a lot of reception, 77 for only 851 receiving yards. But uh, he also had uh, 41 uh, rushing attempts for 200 yards and two touchdowns. So he's an all-purpose player, and he's also extremely fast. I mean, um, so, I mean, if he's, if he's like, given an opportunity in the offensive role, like, like and given more opportunity throughout the game, he produces. Yeah, yeah I mean, looking at – Robert's roster here. He's probably going to be starting four wide receivers. And I think Curtis Samuel and your flex is fine. And then, you know, the high upside of Hopkins, Evans, and uh, Adams are, are pretty damn, damn good starting wide receiver core. So that's yep. probably where he makes up a lot that's of ground. That's great. Here. Yep. 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 Just not yep. much, much after that. Moving on to his tight end position here, he really only has one guy we're talking about, Robert Tanyan, who he just traded for. And um, then he has, well, I mean, Dalton Saltz is also worth talking about in uh, doubt for the Dallas, but you, you kind of get his production based off an injury, but we'll see what happens next year with them. Yeah. I think it'll go right back to Blake Jarwin. That's just based off of he's the man they paid. So, so we'll, I just want to we'll, also we'll point play. out is like Tanya had a great um, reception percentage last year. I think it was like uh third in the league. I think like 88% or something like that, or maybe second, second to Adam Troutman or something like that. But, um, but he had a uh, he had 586 uh, receiving yards on 52 receptions on 59 targets. Pretty awesome. And then he had 11 touchdowns. Um, a lot of the, I, I, his his touchdown rate was crazy. Like it was it was it was off the charts. And you know, Aaron Rodgers had an MVP year, and it's part of the result of that. Um, so I think that touchdown is probably coming down a little bit next year. And uh, Dalton Schultz actually had 615 res- 615 receptions. Or yards, receiving yards. So he actually had more yards than Tanya did. He only had four touchdowns. So, but hey, if you score eleven touchdowns, that's where you make a lot of money. So, um, he was open on a lot of. Oh, he was he was wide open on a lot of passes, and he was the beneficiary of uh, um, uh, Rogers going for the MVP. So, yeah, Tanya was obviously a breakout guy, and that, that's the question: is can he repeat it? Obviously, uh, Robert believed he could. He had the future first, which was not cheap by any means no that a future first for that for robert Tunyon is not cheap that's like you have faith yeah it's pretty expensive he is younger than probably people think i feel like everyone thinks he's like an older tight end he just turned 27 like two days ago so 
he's a pretty young tight end. Um, can certainly be playing for the next four to five years. The big yeah. question, which obviously everyone saw this weekend, is is Aaron Rodgers going to be there or not? So right. a lot and of his fantasy value will be tied to that. Exactly. And, I mean, the other thing about him is, like, if you look, like, okay, yeah, this was his breakout year with 586 yards and 11 touchdowns. Well, this is his fifth year. And in the years before that, there were seasons where he, like, caught one pass and like, didn't catch passes. So it's just – it's a very late breakout. Yeah, it was a great season, but – Let's see. Tight ends break out like that, though, man. They, they take a while. Darren Waller and and uh, yeah, Darren Waller had a drug Walker. He, he he was like a he, he was like an alcoholic that like couldn't play like for a while. So, but that was, yeah, he was a late story. He, he broke out when he was twenty eight, right, right, with Las Vegas. A lot um, of them do. Tight ends do take a while. So I mean, I still think most tight ends are still in that third year. That third year, uh, right, the really good ones usually hit by then. Yeah. So yeah, I would agree. Big, like usually hit big by that. Um, but so, but yeah, we'll see what he's got. I mean, just no, I mean, nothing wrong with being Aaron Rodgers tight end. We saw the result of it last year, but is Aaron Rodgers going to be there next year? We'll see. Yeah. Let's go ahead and look, look at his starting roster here. We have Russell Wilson and Ryan Tannehill and then Kareem Hunt, and David Montgomery, Devontae Adams, Mike Evans, DeAndre Hopkins, and then Robert Tanyan. And in the flex, I put Curtis Samuel. As far as his bench players, he does not have much depth. So Jimmy G is obviously a good bench piece. And then I really – the only two players I could think to write down was Sonny Michelle and Philip Lindsay, who are not very um, viable fantasy assets. Yeah. Um, kind of shallow. And uh, looking at his team, you're like, wow, like hard to believe you beat Evan last year. But like, you know what happens? Um, it's like a classic Evans case, my ass. Um, as far as the fantasy build, I mean, he just – he has enough good players to make up for some of the defects lacking and his team didn't, didn't suffer any injuries down the stretch. So he, he made it, you know, and yeah, he, he didn't have wide receiver production. There. He was pretty much not starting anyone in the tight end position and still ended up winning. So, mm-hmm. well, Hey, like we said, like when to win in the league, it's very competitive and you got to have a good set of weeks to all hit together and stride. And like, you got to get lucky a little bit. And he got really lucky when, Mike Evans got to go against the Detroit Lions. Like I, I thought I mentioned last time, I mixed it up this time. He get, went against the Detroit Lions in week 16, and they kept throwing him the ball. Oh, my gosh. How many points did he score against the Lions in week 16? 35. 35 points. Kept coming back in and scoring touchdowns, and the Lions didn't even have their head coach or, like, like half the coaching staff because of COVID and stuff. It was worse than the, when the Browns lost their coaches. There was, like, more. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I mean, when you have all those talented wide receivers, I mean, one to two of them are going to go off every week. And yep, with the they are. Of all three. And I think and Devontae hit, Adams yeah. also scored 37 that same week. So, like, yeah, that's exactly that. And you know that it plays even more to uh, when we're opening up that wide receiver slot. I think it makes the whole league more competitive for everyone because that wide receiver spot is much easier to fill than a running back. Or trying to get a flex or a tight end or something else to fill like another spot to play. I think the wide receiver gives everybody else a little bit more of a competitive edge. Yeah, I think, you know, seeing that he's a contender and stuff, I think he's at a good point in the draft. He's got late picks here. He's got the 112, 212, no third rounder than late picks, but he should be able to add like a viable depth piece in the draft if he chooses to, or or he can go out and trade that for maybe a more proven guy. We've heard Kenny Galladay and names like that be floated around. That might be a perfect target for him, someone who who can just be extra depth 
um, as opposed to just a, a young rookie you're taking a you know flyer on. Yep, exactly. So if, if I was him, I would probably be looking to move that 112 for a more proven player, whether it's a running back or a, a wide receiver. Um, Maybe continue. I would, I, would wait, I would wait till draft day and see who drops to me. And if, if there's no one I think can help me win right now, then I'm, I'm probably moving that pick for a more proven commodity. That's that's the direction I would take. How about you? Yep, I definitely agree. I think he's going to be thinking about uh, running back as soon as possible. I mean, he set a wide receiver for the time being. And, I mean, David Montgomery had his career year. Uh, so if you, is that going to happen again? Or uh, will the production be sat by the new running back signee and Tariq Cohen come back? So we'll see. Um, but he definitely needs to address the running back position. Yep, I agree. That's about it. Yeah. All right. Unfortunately, Robert did not answer my request to come on the show, so you're just stuck with me and Evan uh, talking about his team today. Okay. And this is actually the last of the team breakdowns, so nice work, Evan. Congratulations. Well, you know, we've come a long way, John, and I'm glad that, um, you know, you know, we were thinking about this. I was sitting there like, hey, what do you think about like doing some kind of like podcasts? And I know you said like, yeah, like we could like probably do something like that. And I think we like kind of like just let it go for like a couple of weeks and then or maybe like a month or two. And then you like out of nowhere, I was like, do you want to do that again? I'm like, yeah, sure. And then we just did it. And then here we are. So it's, it's been cool. Yeah, I think the, the team reviews are fun. It was fun to get all the guys on and um, kind of let them talk a little bit. Yeah, I'm more excited to get into stuff more like after we do this year's draft, rookie draft, and then getting into the league and doing stuff, some stuff during the week where we can get into some of the, you know, the dramatics that happen when, you know, guys get tackled on the one and weeks get lost and things like during that. During the season, you mean? Yeah, during the season. Right, exactly. Yeah, I think so too. I think um, at least from our perspective, doing the offseason stuff gets a little mundane here, I think. Mm-hmm. It seems like everyone else is enjoying the breakdowns, but yeah, it was like by the time we were done reviewing the 2020 draft, I was like totally done with it. And then oh, yeah. now, oh, yeah. now I'm, like, I'm like totally done reviewing all these teams. So I'm excited to get into the um, our rookie draft in the upcoming weeks and then start to break that down. I think it'll be fun, but I'm sure we'll exhaust it all the same. Yep. And then uh, to avoid that, we'll try to bring you guys on as much as we can. We'll, I'm sure we'll be sending out some invites especially during the season when uh, some significant events happen and, you know, whatever, whatever, however the NFL league goes, we'll try to reflect it here and, you know, bring you guys on accordingly. I think it'll be cool. Yeah. I think um, for content filling up the void until the start of the season, we're probably going to space out the um, rookie draft reviews over probably six weeks or so. So we'll kind of do one round at a time after it happens and kind of, give you our thoughts and, and whatnot. And then um, kind of do something like we did for the last one, where we'll do uh, grade reviews and stuff like that. So we'll extend it out just because I'm not the most creative person. I can't come up with content for, you know, endless episodes. <laughs> yeah. And those will probably hopefully be a little shorter for people's reviewing as well. And again, that, and that's a thing, an invitation out to you guys. If you guys come up with anything, just let us know. We'll figure it yeah, out. Definitely. If you guys got ideas of something, um, let us know. <clears throat> the off season's only going to get a little longer next year. So I, I have some other ideas that'll be fun. But yeah, if you guys think of anything, let us know. All right. Cool, man. We'll catch you guys later. All right. Peace out, guys.